from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. All right, I'm actually going to give you audio of something that actually took place 30 years ago today. This is a little something special. It's like the, the, the Jeopardy when they're like, today it's a video clue. Exactly. Uh, so this is actually a, a dust-up that happened between John Calipari at the time was the head coach mm. of UMass and John Chaney at the time was the head coach of Temple University. This is a nationally spotlight game between Temple and UMass. And during the course of the game, John Calipari was pretty harsh and heavy on the officials and you know, kind of was able to manipulate them in their way. And, and let's see, John Chaney wasn't happy with the way John Calipari was treating the officials. And then this altercation happened afterwards. And you see your kids out there pushing and shoving. The guys did a hell of a job. You had the best officiating you could ever get here. And for you to ride them, I want to be a part of that. I just got my ass blasted for giving them hell down in West Virginia. And here you get a hell of a job right here today. Good job. Three class guys. And you pick them out here and single them out. You can't get that damn nerve to threaten the guys. Shut up. Hey, 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 hey. You remember that. When I see you, I'm going to kick your ass. Kick your ass. So that was 30 years ago today. I actually do remember this. I was a young child, seven years old. Copper drop. We need more of this. This is this is this is tough. Um, let me explain. I love why. a good pull apart as a wrestling fan. Love a good pull apart. That that was first of all, John Cheney was significantly John Calipari's senior. Oh, very much. So. And John Cheney came out of that looking like the. Uh, the intimidator rather than the intimidated. Mm-hmm. Um, so at, at this point, that was 30 years ago. That was 30 years ago. <laughs> See, I, I, I don't remember when it actually happened, but uh, I did spend part of my childhood in South Jersey in a suburb of Philly. Mm-hmm. And John Chaney is revered. It's like Allen Iverson, Mike Schmidt, like Brian Westbrook and John Chaney. Like he's, he's right there. Um, and that, I mean, I remember T-shirts. I remember bumper stickers. I remember everything praising John Chaney for that. And the the more, and especially Calipari went on. I think he went on after that to be the head coach of the Nets. I think so, yeah. And uh, and then the Nets were terrible, and he flamed out, and it was not good. He was so, back to college. So it was, it was, it was a whole thing. But um, I see. If you ever say you need more of that, people get mad at you. Uh, because there's no, it's a bad example. He's supposed to be a leader of young men. I am a big fan of rivalries. I am a big fan of, of upping the intensity. Physical violence is probably crossing a line. Um, personal attacks is probably crossing a line, but I'll tell you right now, I think Cheney coached at Temple till like 06, like if you told another coach you were going to kill him, yeah, yeah, you're probably not coaching for another 15 years or whatever it ended up being. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it was a different time. So I, that's that's my answer. I am copying more of it, but it has to be the 2024 version, which is a much more toned down version just to keep your job. But there needs to be more rivalries. I am a fan of rivalries where there is genuine distaste for each other. You don't have to pretend. Oh, I actually respect their program because of how awesome they are. No. 
say you hate them and say they're no good at their job. That's fine. Just keep it between the lines. Keep it between the navigational beacons. And I have no problem with one coach calling out another coach for, like, the way they either treat officials or what they do. Like, you know what? Hey, I don't want any part of what you just did. And and then, like, just, like, you are then exposing your, your glass house, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you call somebody else out for something and you have something in your – they can call you back out. Like, it's it's now fair game. That's And, and by the way, like, Chaney was that kind of dude, right? It was – it was – Tell me what you want. Where do you want? To, where do you want to make this a thing? We can meet where you want to meet, and and you know as long as you're willing for the the repercussions, go nuts. By the way, Cheney got a one game suspension for that. One game? Can one you imagine game. in 2024, you have to be pulled apart in the post game from attacking the other team's coach, saying I'll kick your bleep and and t- I'll kill you. And, and, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Just sit the next game out, but you'll be back for the the Villanova game or whatever was up next. That'd be- Absurd. It's crazy how times have changed because you had to watch Sports Center that night to see that. Oh, yeah. Whereas if that happened now, there, give it a there, minute. Within 10 minutes, there would be a hip hop remix of. <laughs> no, nah, let me get. No, no, no. Let me get him. Let me get him. Come here. Ah, 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 ah. Scratch DJ mixes. That's wonderful. All right. Next up here on Copper Drop, uh, let's actually go to football here real fast. The odds for Justin Fields, the quarterback currently for the Chicago Bears, are in favor of the Pittsburgh Steelers trading for him. Copper drop, Pittsburgh Steelers trading for Justin Fields. Or I say copper drop, should they trade for Justin Fields? Ooh. I had a I had a very good answer until you changed it to should. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, I'm going to drop it. Oh, okay. Hit me. Tell me why. Because... I'm going to list pretty much every first-round quarterback of modern football that didn't work where they originally were drafted mm-hmm. and left and had success. Ryan Tannehill? Yeah, I'd say so. Jared Goff? Yep. Baker Mayfield? That's it. That's all. That's it. Now, what did— And took Baker Mayfield in his third place after— True. Uh, yeah, that's an even better point. So if you limit it just to teams that went straight from one team to another or players that went straight from where they were drafted in the first-round quarterback, next team had success. It's Brian Tannehill and it's Jared Goff. I mean, I'm t- we're talking reclamation projects. I mean, because some people, some people might say, well, Matt Stafford was the number one overall pick, but he was with Detroit for like 10 he years. Didn't, he didn't flame out where exactly. he was drafted first overall. He was a wild success where he was drafted yeah. first, first round. Um, here's... Here's what they both had in common. Um, when Jared Goff went to Detroit, he came with two first-round picks. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a Monroe St. Brown. He had a very, uh, very good supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Here's what Ryan Tannehill had in Tennessee. Uh, Derrick Henry. Yeah. Yes. Uh, A.J. Brown. Yes. I'm not sure I see the supporting cast, and it would cost picks to bring Justin Fields to Pittsburgh. Uh, if he came with two first-round picks, I would say, heck yeah. <laughs> right, because Jared Goff came with, like, it was Matt Stafford for Jared Goff and two first-round picks, which yeah. ended up being, what, Panay Sewell and and part of Jameer Gibbs? Like, Maybe, yeah. Like, that ended up being a very, very good trade. Um, I, I don't – it's just – it's rare. It doesn't happen often. If a team is willing to move off of their quarterback, they probably know something you don't. And usually that is like they need a lot of help or they're not going to work out. So I, I just less 
By the way, on the record, I've said many times that 2021 class, Justin Fields was my second quarterback. I had Trevor Lawrence one. I had Justin Fields two. That's over Mac uh, Mac Jones. That's over Trey Lance. That's over Zach Wilson. Uh, I I was high yeah. on on Justin Fields. I think it's it's tough for somebody to pivot three or four years into their career and, and have success after struggling early. Well, if he goes there, he'll have Najee Harris. He'll have George, George Pickens, Pickens. He'll have, have Deontay, Deontay Johnson. Johnson Jalen Warren. Youth. I mean, he's got a good supporting cast there. Good. I don't think there's a Derrick Henry in the bunch. No. I don't. I don't think there's an AJ Brown in the bunch. Um, I, Jared Goff came with two first round picks. Like I said, if it was Justin Fields and two first round picks. <laughs> You might have to give up like TJ Watt to do that, but eh, get rid of a Watt. No, they gotta have another one coming up shortly, right? There's a there's a new Watt every like four years, five years. No, no more. Nope. Out of Watts. Yeah, out of Watts. Low wattage. Yeah, lights are out on that one. Do you see? Do you see JJ Watt's hair? Yeah, it was pretty weird. He handled it well on Twitter, but it was very like the the bad guy, and you got served. <laughs> yes. Strange decision. What else you got? All right, next one up here. I don't know if you and Graham talked about it last week, but ESPN, Fox, and and Warner Mm. Brothers, Discovery, Mm. TNT Sports, uh, all announced that they are having a planned joint sports streaming service that apparently is going to be offered up in the fall. Well, the NFL ain't happy. Because NFL has an investment, obviously, in deals with Fox and Disney slash ESPN. So, the big question moving forward is the NFL actually is trying to see if they can get this thing nixed. Like, I not allowing it this. to happen. This is actually something that's actually come out uh, here over the last day or so. Because, again, with streaming rights, because they have NFL mm-hmm. Plus, which allows you to watch yep. like in market and nationally televised games, which they want people yep. to subscribe for that. So, there's things involved with that. Copper drop that this ESPN Fox. TNT Sports streaming service platform is actually going to get launched this fall. Copper drop. I guess I have to drop it. Okay. I. By the way, your little uh, question there, I didn't know the NFL was against it, but... The NFL was very upset, apparently, because they were, quote-unquote, left out of the dark. All right. Well, maybe they'll just get some sweeteners then, and the NFL get get their, their beaks wet a little bit. Uh, but the NFL is king. The NFL mm-hmm. will will get what the NFL wants. That I of this I am sure. Um, I didn't. I mean, like I said, if the NFL doesn't want it to happen, it's not going to happen. You're not going to see ESPN. You're not going to see Fox. You're not going to see these these uh, uh, media companies upset the NFL. That's a very 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 bad enemy to have. Um, I guess the the other way would be the, you know the NFL becomes like a one fourth partner and owns part of it, and we'll also see how desperate these streamers are to partner, right? They might look at the NFL and say, "Listen, we don't want to do this either. We have to, right? You can be mm-hmm. upset as, as as you want, have to do this, so we're, we're going to do it." And I think part of it is because like Hulu. Yep. As a part of the NFL and things, or as agreeing with the NFL, their big thing is, "Hey, we have live sports." YouTube TV is big because that's the streaming platform for NFL Sunday Ticket. Well, if I'm able to get a bunch of other stuff through this other Mm -hmm. combined streaming platform, maybe I don't get YouTube TV anymore, which would impact the NFL and Sunday Ticket. So that's a revenue thing for them as well. So they're looking at it as like, this is potential revenue loss for us. We don't want that to have happen to us. So I I totally get their perspective of it. Um, It's interesting just how things continue to evolve and the target is always moving in terms of how 
we as consumers, the fans that want to watch this stuff, it seems like every other week or every other mm-hmm. month, it's just or really when this when the new season turns over. All right, how do I watch games now? Where do, where do I watch this? It's it's a it is very much like a first class problem, but it is annoying as hell. It's so annoying. It really is. I understand in the scheme of things, is it that big of a deal? No, right? There's bigger problems out there that need to be solved, but it's annoying as heck. I I absolutely hate the the stream musical chairs that we have to play to find out where to watch mm-hmm. a game. Oh, this week it's on this because of this agreement, and next week it's on this, and this week you need to remember that password from that streaming service that you signed up for two months ago when there was a game on it that you haven't used since because there hasn't been any other games on it. And Oh, look at this. Now this one you already subscribed to because you want stuff delivered to your house within two days. And it's like, what is going on here? I hate it all. But I'm dropping, I guess. Okay. uh, Real quickly here. On on Twitter... uh, at Brand Brand John said, technically Eli Manning should be on our list of quarterbacks that uh, having success with teams they weren't drafted by. Uh, yeah. But see, it was a list of of guys who flamed out where they were drafted. Yeah, these are, again reclamation projects. Yeah. not he he didn't flame out with the Chargers. He never even put on a Chargers uniform. Because well, then in that case, then John Elway then. John Elway, Philip Rivers. Yeah, they, like the the like, other the other side of it. But uh, Patrick Mahomes. Or no, he I guess they were traded before the draft. Yeah. But either way, uh, he had not flamed out yet. That's what we're talking about. Players that played for a team, they didn't want them, and moved on. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. But thank about. you for listening, and thank you for, for tweeting in. Everybody else, you can follow on Twitter at Donnelly Sports and at 99.9thefan, and Dennis is at the fan rookie. All right, final one. I know we're going to dive into bracketology tomorrow. Bracketology. I minored in bracketology. Okay, very nice. Copper drop. ACC gets four schools in the NCAA tournament. Copping. Okay. Um, UVA is a top 25 team. They are. Duke's a top 25 team. Yep. UNC is a top 25 team. Yep. Uh, I, I, Clemson right now, according to Joe Lenardi, is in. They, You know, the the thing is, when you start to have a couple, uh, couple handful, few, whatever you want to call them, of top 25 teams, that gives other teams the ability to have big wins, right? At this point in the season, if you're on the bubble, and there are a couple teams on the bubble, Clemson probably bubble-like, Wake Forest bubble-like, Everyone's net ranking is going to go up a little bit because mm-hmm. of UVA getting more respect and because of Duke and Carolina staying at the top. And it's it's one of those weird – early in the year, they were all tam- tamped down by, like, a lowering tide. Now it seems like the ACC's tide is rising a bit. And then later on this season, Virginia is on the road at Duke. I think that's mm-hmm. March 2nd, the same day that NC State's on the road at, at North Carolina. So that's going to – further increase net rankings and things along those lines. That win for Clemson on the road at North Carolina is massive. Massive. And, and there's still the ACC tourney. And which there's is that too. Just a bunch of opportunities for, for games and wins. So I'll say the three teams in the top 25 are in, and someone is going to make a run in the ACC tourney. Uh, it could be one of four or five teams that are close enough that if you win three games in the ACC tourney, you, you, get, to, you get to go. So that's the fourth. That's my answer, and I'm sticking to it. Okay, so four. Only four get in. Yeah. I think that they're deserving of more, but I think only four. 